Yeah. Jim? Yeah? Tell your children not to walk my way. I won't. Tell your children not to hear my words, what they mean, what they say, Jim. Rowan. What? Can you keep them in the dark for life? Can you, can you, can you, can you hide them from the waiting world? I don't know the lyrics. Oh, Rowan. Jim and Rowan. What? Gonna take your daughter out tonight. Gonna show them the Two Sound, Two Vision podcast. <laughs> Welcome to another episode. <laughs> we are back. I am your host, Gus Danzig. Here with me are my co-hosts, Jim Wolfgang Von Frankenstein. <laughs> And Rowan only. How are you guys? I'm good. We drank too much before this episode. I didn't. I am completely sober, but I feel like I've been drinking because I've been with the both of them the yeah. whole night. It has been that way. Yeah. We ate some Taco Bell. We um we uh we had some some rum. Lots of rum. Lots of too rum. much rum. My heart's beating way too fast. I'll be honest. There's no other way I'd want to celebrate the greatest holiday of them all. Dan Ziggleween. We we love it. We stand a Danzig Queen. We do. Um, Spookiest man to ever live. Yeah, like we we just got, look. So he's got a big ass forehead. <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong, but you know what they say about bitches with big foreheads, right? Big clits. <laughs> no, but they do now. <laughs> You've started that trend. I'm just gonna. But no, 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 no. It's Danzig Queen. We got it. We got to talk about it. Okay. Because we. <laughs> We were talking about like you know like you don't want to you don't want to have a podcast <laughs> and not have like a theme for like Halloween. It's the easiest movie and music holiday. Yeah. But like we didn't want to just do horror movies on Halloween because that's like my favorite kind of movie. And if we only did like slasher flicks on Halloween, I just hate this show. So like I was like, well, what's spooky that we love and want to celebrate once a year, and that. We will never run out of interesting things to talk about, given that he's made some of the best music ever and some of the worst fucking music ever. <laughs> and also, it's it's Glenn Danzig, so yeah. there's so much to talk about. The man doesn't know how to use a microphone. No. If you're not if, if you're listening to this and you don't know who Glenn Danzig is, there was a band in the late '70s and early '80s that nobody gave a fuck about called the Misfits, and then Hot Topic T-shirts went crazy, and now the Misfits <laughs> are like a household name. But then he, he started a band called Samhain, then he was in a band called Danzig, and now he's got a holiday. And he's just this weird, spooky man that stacks bricks in his yard and goes, whoa, on rock songs. <laughs> That's all you really need to know. Like, he's got a massive fucking forehead yeah. in his old age. He used to be ripped, but now he just has like an Alex Jones body type. I thought he looked a lot like um, the guy from Ghostbusters 2, the painting. The painting man, yeah. The painting yeah. guy. Yeah, you, I feel the like forehead of Dan Aykroyd. Yeah, I feel, he's just yeah, all the cast wrong. members of <laughs> yeah. Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters Dragon Ball fused together. <laughs> yeah. I just feel like I feel like if you fuse together Nick Cave and Alex Jones, you get one Danzig. And you're not wrong. I just that's that's what modern Danzig looks like to me. Yeah, and I'm so confused by Danzig because with his antics, like you see this man walking out of a store in a picture holding nothing but kitty litter and a Danzig t-shirt, and you're like, he doesn't get the jokes. This man's not self-aware. Then you hear things about how he's like the nicest guy, and he signs autographs, and he's he just... I don't know how much Danzig is in on the joke of Danzig. I have no idea. Like, there's that legendary story, if you don't know to Glenn Danzig, he had a house in L.A., and 
Oh, there's still. Oh, okay. But he had a house in LA. I got distracted by a phone. He had a house in LA <laughs> where he just had a stack of bricks in his yard, and it became like a massive homeowners association <laughs> battle to the point where apparently one day he was just out there throwing bricks in the trash, yelling, Here I am, motherfucker. I'm throwing away my motherfucking bricks, bitch. <laughs> like, this man makes no sense. And this is why we give him a holiday. Fuck Halloween. It's Dan Ziggleween now. Every year. Until one of us Paul Walkers our way out of this fucking podcast. <laughs> We're all going to get together wearing mesh tank tops with wolves. <laughs> We're going to bring so many bricks. We're going to have so many wolves hanging out. I'm going to glare at women, and they're going to look uncomfortable. <laughs> Weird old Disney memorabilia in a house with no furniture. If anybody pulls out a phone and starts taping this fucking podcast, they got to go. <laughs> we don't do yeah. that here. But, like, I don't know, man. I just, like... <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's the one thing I really want to talk about is like in researching this album for this week. I'm not going to talk about the actual album because there's a segment for that if you guys haven't noticed in the prior three episodes, four, however many. That's why I don't say episode titles or episode numbers up top anymore because I don't fucking know. I can't remember either. But basically, where the fuck was I? I'm so drunk. <laughs> remember what we were talking about Danzig. Jim's really distracting me. He's holding the mic like Mr. Danzig. And we're back on topic. Thank my you for fixing so my tired. rum. You fix How does he do it? So here's the thing. Glenn Danzig, in researching <laughs> this episode, I, I, I found live videos of Glenn Danzig performing. And all the way back, he does... I'm going to do it, but no one's going to see this. He holds the mic upside down and flexes as he sings so that, like... He does this, and like every last part of the line is cut off. The sound guy must hate this man. Yeah, he's yeah. just like singing a song, and he's like, "These are the words to my." It just cuts he just out. Brings the mic away, and you can't fucking. Whoa! Hear him. <laughs> it just yeah, dips it's like, out. It's like Glenn. No, uh, Glenn. That's another good thing. Is this man's name is Glenn? <laughs> he's the spooky goth. Metal man, and his name is fucking Glenn. <laughs> Glenn. What you went? I love that. What? I, I just... Glenn Danzig and Chuck Biscuits. Yeah, that's... that's everybody on this album that, we, that we're going to talk about in a little bit, because we got plenty to say about the music. We can talk yeah. a little bit about it now. Everybody on this goddamn album has the best, worst name I've ever heard. Yeah. Glenn Danzig. Okay, that's kind of badass. He's got a, the name of a German city, but his name's Glenn. Wait, what's that's the name of a city in Germany? Yeah, I, I fucking know. Oh, fair enough. I learned that because the hot gothy history teacher at my school once made a Danzig reference when talking about World War II and Germany and shit. <laughs> and I almost fucking nutted right there in the classroom. <laughs> she always wore like the tights. You know the history teacher I'm talking about? I think so. It looked like she belonged in the Adams family. <sighs> Fuck, dude. I, yeah. Man, I am Bustin is a thing that would have made me feel really good in that class. <laughs> and that class, Bustin would have made me feel great. Because she was, cause she referenced Danzig, and I was just like, whoa! Like, I was like, ready. I was no. like, I'm wearing my Misfits t-shirt tomorrow so I can try to fuck this goth teacher. Oh my God. I never did. Rip. But either way, have y'all ever tried to fuck a teacher? No. no. I had a moment where oh, no. post <laughs> post high school I was at like a bar and ran into that gothy teacher and I was just like what are my chances here <laughs> like what could I 
what can I make happen? I didn't. I was too much of a pussy. But here's the thing. And also, it's probably really inappropriate. Let that woman live her life. But Glenn Danzig, city in Germany, whatever. Guitar player John Christ. <laughs> All right, a little weird. What up, what, what up, John? Bass player Erie Vaughn. All right, you're fitting the weird gothy yeah. look of this band. Drummer Chuck Biscuits. <laughs> that one's my favorite. Chuck Biscuits. I like that. Chuck Biscuits. I like that it's plural. I yeah, there's mini biscuits. A lot of Chuck biscuits. mini biscuits. Like it's so good. Like it's it's the best. Like I wish. I honestly regret going with the Misfits references when I introduced this this week, uh-huh. and not just being like Rowan Biscuits, <laughs> Jim Christ. <laughs> Shit, I'll be nah. Gus Vaughn doesn't work because Erie is the best part of that name, and Erie Gus just sounds like a guy that molests people at a truck stop. Anyway, um, <laughs> we've talked about Danzig a little. How how's your weeks been? You guys getting to anything interesting? It's been good. Has it? We went to the mountains over the last yeah. weekend. How are the mountains? How are the mountains in a post-apocalyptic it was world? Great. It was a They're lot of really spiders. Good. Yeah, a lot of spiders. Shit ton of spiders, yeah. man. So it's like that that early mission in Skyrim where you go to the mountain and there's all the giant spiders and that guy's trapped in the webs. Basically, yeah. yeah. Really? Yes. They were spooky. units, dude. That's pretty on brand for this for Dan Zegwin. There was it is. like one time, um, there was like uh some stairs, and I was walking around with no shoes, no socks, and as white people do. Yeah, you know, and is that a Jim, white people thing? We covered this last episode. Pre- press it told me that's white people shit oh yeah, oh, yeah i yeah, can't yeah. remember that's these right. things so uh jim like looks down the stairs and he was like oh shit that's a big ass spider so i thought i was going to be the hero it's a bass go down. A big ass spider <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> sequel to wop i got the fly swatter that just so happened to be hanging up on the wall and i walked down the stairs and i was like i was ready for it until i got to the like last step and I saw how huge this fucking spider was. And I, I was like, nope, fuck this. She was like, macaroni in a <laughs> pot, that's a big ass spider. <laughs> <laughs> it was huge. Mm. I was like, fuck that. God, I love rum. I'm still up on my tradition of um, drinking out of Taco Bell cups full of rum. I've joined you and I enjoy it. Is it as good as I said it was last week? Yes. <sighs> Yeah, my week's been weird. I had a weird manic episode and did a bunch of shit I shouldn't have done. I enjoyed every bit of it. Took a road trip to Richmond twice. That's had nice. a good time. Yeah, I had a great time. I, I I had a fun time because I was going to see an old friend of mine. And as I'm going, I remember, like, I texted you about podcast shit that morning. And it was really early. And you were like, why are you texting me at 5 a.m.? Because I texted you the night before and you responded <laughs> at like 5. And I was still awake because I don't sleep. It's the cousin of death. I don't do it. But you're like, really, you seem confused. Because at first I was like, you want to watch Evil Dead 2? And you were like, I got work. And then I started just talking about podcast shit. And then I was like, okay, anyway, I'm going to try to go to bed. It's the sun's coming up and I have to go to Richmond later. <laughs> and you were like, why? And I was like, vibes. Yeah, I was like, I didn't get a straight answer to that yeah. ever. And yeah, that was the best part is because I I got to Richmond and sent a snap about how driving in Richmond sucks. And you're just like, why were you in Richmond again? And I was just, vibes. <laughs> I was so confused. Um, yeah, she, the, the friend I was visiting um, was like, 
who because manic episodes drive you to weird places is now my girlfriend go figure but she was like did you ever like you told me you, you were like fucking with your friend did you ever tell him why you were here and i was like yeah i told him vibes <laughs> you show up and there's just a new person here and you're like why why are you doing these things i think that even she was like did you tell him? <laughs> well, I was so lost. I was like, what the fuck does vibes mean? You were lost. Rowan was used to my bullshit because she comes in, looks at her and goes, I know he's not going to introduce you. What's your name? <laughs> like, I was just like, oh, they're mad at me. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, she knows my bullshit by now. Yeah. I you am think like, I would. I've known you way longer. That's the thing, because you still think I'm lying about the weirdest shit that I'm not, and you still think I'm telling you the truth about the weirdest shit that I'm also not. I'll say, this has been happening for the better part of ten years. years. Yeah, a decade of me just playing with your emotions and And everything. Every time I'm like, that's a fucking lie, and then I look it up, or you show me, and I'm like, shit, he's telling the truth. Well, one thing about me that a lot of people don't know, because it's so minuscule, is I love to lie about little things. I never lie about the big important things in my life. If I tell you a big important thing is happening, it's true. I lie about little things almost every day. I have so much fun. Uh, why? Doing it. Why? It's hilarious. I, have you ever just gone into a store and made up a full like fake life story to tell a cashier? No. No. It's. I recommend it highly. Just tell them you're from the mountains. You moved here because the coal mines dried up. Make yourself a fucking Towns Van Zant song. It's great. <laughs> I've done that so many times. You don't understand how many times a subway employee has looked at me and been like, "Are you okay?" And I'm just like, "I'm just, I'm just getting through life, man." I, I lie about everything. <laughs> I'm so but confused. why? Yeah, why? I don't know because the major stuff I, I'm always truthful about. I like this is in all the areas around here. There's such small towns, and like I've worked in two of them, and I'm pretty sure. Any any person like any store that I go into, I happen to see one person that I know, which I hate in the long run. But right. at the same time, like I can't do something like that because somebody will find out who I am, and then they'll be like, "That's not who she is." Oh, I hope so. I'd love for any of the people I've lied to about the weirdest shit to just find me on Instagram and be like, "What?" Yeah. His name's not Dick Magic. <laughs> <laughs> He's not a big-dicked wizard roaming the land to teach <laughs> his ways to young women on college campuses. Like, Did I, you just tell a cashier you were Rasputin? <laughs> <laughs> it's my goal in life. I hear you. That'd be a great life. I was having Except a nice conversation. The yeah, the di- well, it's a pretty cool death. I guess. I was having a conversation with somebody the other night, and I pointed out how I wanted to be like – Gregory Rasputin, he's like my hero in life because he's just this lying, big-dicked wizard so that met somebody in power and rode it out until his death. And yeah, it was a bad death, but it happened, and he lived great until it. And then later on, someone thought a sea cucumber was his dick? I think that's happened so many times. What are we talking about again? Gregory Rasputin. Rasputin. Big-dicked wizard from the early 1900s. Uh, he, He was the lover of the Russian queen, but it was such a shame how he got it on. Jesus. But I ended up going on a full like thirty-five minute rant about Russian history and like the czars and the last czar and everything and Nicholas the second got into the fucking mausoleum of fucking Lenin and how he's still preserved there. Like I made it all the way past Rasputin. I told the whole story of his death, made it to the Bolsheviks, and she was just like, 
why were we talking about this again? And I'm just like, <laughs> I've read a lot of books about Russian history for some reason. <laughs> like, I was making it up to, like, the fall of the fucking Soviet Sorry. Union, and she's just like, how did we get here? I was like, well, it started with a little guy named Rasputin. He was a peasant. <laughs> I'm just, like, talking in circles now. <laughs> yeah, that's my hero. I thought about getting a Rasputin tattoo. I was like, that's so edgy. I can't do that. That would be really edgy. And also, like, all the goth chicks that I used to talk to would just be on my Instagram like, oh, my God, is that the typo negative cover? Which is still kind of a cool tattoo. Either way. They used Rasputin as the album cover? Hell, yeah, they did. Hmm. Yeah, R.I.P. Peter Steele. Not a wizard, but big dick. Big dick. You ever seen his dick? No, he I was don't know the centerfold for Playgirl. He he posed on Playgirl. <laughs> this weird goth monster from the band Typo Negative posed on Playgirl. Did you show me his dick? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, I did. So. Relationship goals. <laughs> he posed so. on the cover of Playgirl, full <laughs> fucking dick out. Like he spread on the cover, dick I and everything. I remember that now. And the yeah. best part is. Apparently, he was so hyped for it, and then he found out that the majority of subscribers were gay men, and he was just like, oh. oh. <laughs> From what I hear, he wasn't even mad. He was just disappointed, <laughs> like a dad. <laughs> He's just like a big dick dad that wanted <laughs> that wanted to show his dick off. <laughs> oh, no. There they go again. <laughs> 20 years, they're going to go to a museum and find a giant dick and say it's Peter Steele and it's going to be a fucking sea cucumber. Sorry, guys. They'll stop in a moment. I don't know. Will we? Can we make it through to the full discussion about a movie and album like this? They're both crying. I'm just remembering that massive schlong. <laughs> It died so young. <laughs> I just love the thought of Pete Steele being like, hell yeah. And they're like, no, nah, most of our subscribers are gay men. And he's like, fuck. Aww. God damn it. And he's like, well, I guess someone will enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever finds that jar in that Russian museum. <laughs> <laughs> you guys good now? How the fuck did they even confuse that? Yeah, like, I feel like if you put a sea cucumber in a, like, what's the word for decapitated, but it's a dick? Cockitated? <laughs> D- okay, I don't know. if you put a sea cucumber and a decockitated dick, and a decockitated dick in front of me, I feel like I'd be able to tell the difference. Why were you pointing at so me the whole time? I mean, why did they think the dick would survive that long? It's just like flesh. Yeah. There's not a lot to it. No, it was in a jar. It was preserved. Pickled. A pickled dick? Pickled dick? <laughs> oh. I'm pickled dick. God damn it. This is just a, a better version of that Rick and Morty episode. <laughs> <laughs> Our podcast is going to take off, and in two years, there's going to be a bunch of fucking cringy kids at a McDonald's screaming I'm pickled I'm, dick, I'm pickled dick <laughs> and asking for, for gusto sauce. That's, there's got to be a video of pickled dick somewhere. Pickled dick. Yeah, in Russia. That museum. <laughs> <laughs> Do they still have that sea cucumber? I don't think so. I think it got lost once they realized it wasn't actually Fuck. the dick. I loved. I, I hope that's one of the things I've lied to you about, and that whole story is not real. Because <laughs> I can't remember where <laughs> I read it. At this point, it is. Yeah, We've this point, it's real existence. to me. Like, it's like wrestling. It's real in your heart. 
It's still real to me. <laughs> this episode is sponsored by rum. Yeah. Many types of rum. Is it going to be a tradition that every Danzig Ween... Danzig Ween? Ew. <laughs> that every Danzig Ween, we get rum and Taco Bell and ruin the episode? Sure. <laughs> it's my turn next time. Hell well, yeah. <laughs> Drunk Rowan on mic sounds so fun. I think if we do this again, it's got to be all three of us. Yeah. I have a big bed. Oh, Ooh. no. I'm not fucking. I'll sleep on the chair. I'm going to crawl now. I can't fuck. You got a decapitated dick? Did I say that right? No, I don't think you did. Are you? <laughs> See, this is drunk. How much dedicated wham? <laughs> By the end of this, Fuck we're just going to be speaking in sim languages. <laughs> sim languages and weird abbreviations <laughs> that I stole from Cardi B. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> this week, we listened to Danzig by Danzig. fucking good is this album this album is great all the way through oh my god this album is so much better than it should be coming from a weirdo named glenn with a big forehead you know what it's better than uh nine inch nails and terminator salvation combined absolutely wrapped into one absolutely this i've said this before and i'll say it again this album is a perfect ideal of what a hard rock band not metal not Death metal, nothing, just hard rock. This is what hard rock should sound like. Yeah, I this like is it. peak hard rock. Fuck they your black right. albums. This shit is perfect, and that's in big parts due to John Christ, <laughs> <laughs> who had some fantastic riffs. Like I'm, I can't say these names seriously, but John Christ on guitar is a saving grace, and he wasn't even originally in Danzig. Oh, he wasn't. Album. No. What happens is famous hip-hop and Slayer producer Rick Rubin apparently goes to a show and sees Glenn Danzig. And he's like, he wasn't a Misfits fan. He wasn't a big punk guy. He goes, he sees Danz- he sees Sam Hain, which was Danzig's pre-Danzig band. Sam Hain's his post-Misfits pre-Danzig band. Danzig's, conf- there's a lot of lore here. Um, but he goes and sees Sam Hain and he's like, hey man, that, that, that little short dude, little short dude, and the and the and the and the fishnet shirt, <laughs> and the tight leather pants, going whoa, kind of rules. <laughs> this band fucking sucks. And apparently Rick Rubin talked to him off stage, and he was and he was just like, "What's with this weird ZZ Top guy? What's he here for?" <laughs> and Danza goes and talks to Rick Rubin, and is just like, "Like what? What the fuck do you want?" And Rick Rubin's like, "Hey man, sign to my label at Def Jam, but fire your entire band. They suck." <laughs> Are Danzig. you telling me Glenn Danzig was signed to Def Jam? He was signed to Def America under um, Rick Rubin. Wow. Yeah. That was his imprint on Def Jam. Wow. What a weird time, right? That is a weird time. And then he later went on to produce for fucking Johnny Cash. It's... I don't know. <laughs> but this is right... Like, this is a year or two after Slayer, too. Because this is like 88. So oh, Rick yeah. Rubin's just signed Slayer. And he goes to him, he's just like, fire these fucking losers, they can't play. 
So he's like, I'll fire the drummer and the guitar player. But I got to keep Eerie Vaughn on bass. I, I guess they were just friends. <laughs> Danzig's weird. Where Maybe, did Chuck Biscuits come in? He had played with Black Flag and bands like that in the past. And apparently he demanded Rick Rubin. He was like, I'll do it. I'll fire my band and sign with you. But you got to get me Biscuits. Wow. <laughs> I need Chuck Biscuits on drums. <laughs> and Rick Rubin was like, you know what, motherfucker? I got Def Jam money. I got Beastie Boys money. I got Slayer money. You're getting some biscuits. And he called up Chuck Biscuits. I don't know where the fuck they found John Christ, probably on a cross somewhere. But <laughs> that's the band, man. That's Danzig. The Sam Hain was died and like like a phoenix rising from the ashes, Danzig was born. And they did that for four albums and then the band left and they sucked forever. But that's backstory that I find interesting. Him not being able to use a mic this backstory I find interesting. It's so good. <laughs> None of that is more important than how fucking good these songs are. Oh, they're so fucking Amazing. good. Every one of them. That's I want to ask favorites, but I don't think there's a bad song on this album. No, but I do have a favorite. I do ha- have a what, favorite, too. Okay, what are, what are the favorites here? She Rides. She Rides? Mine is Am I Demon. They're both favorites. I love them both. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I also, I love, um, I love fucking, um, on the second half, From Possession to The Hunter... Where it becomes like this weird fucking like ACDC with eyeliner riffing yeah. shit. Yeah. It's so good. Like, especially on fucking um, The Hunter. The lyrics to that are garbage. But the fucking riffs are so good. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, fuck, not of this world. The fucking hook to that is so good. Where he just starts, not of this world, over that yeah. riff. <laughs> oh, my God. Wait. Well, we're talking about those later tracks. Is it End of Time, I think, that has, like, the fucking xylophone at one part? I think it is, yeah. When it, like, slows down. Yeah, or, like, a triangle or yeah, something. Yeah, there's some weird fucking I love shit. that, because it, it came out of nowhere, and I was like, I don't know what the hell this is, but I love it. For real, it's so good. I I don't understand how this album works as well as it does. Yeah. I don't know how you got a bunch of guys named Christ and Biscuits and Danzig <laughs> in a room, and they made this shit. Yeah. Like, this is... And the man, there are some crazy fucking. There are some insane fucking guitar solos on this. Um, I'm gonna go to my notes. All right. Twist of Cain opens so well mm-hmm. on it's this album. It's a great opener mm-hmm. because that riff is so memorable. Yeah. Like as soon as you hear that, and then of course, what's more important than the riff on a Danzig album? The woes. The dancing noises, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and as soon as it starts, you hear that riff, and, you, and before the the fucking drums even come in, oh! It's the first <laughs> oh! like three things he does on this album. It's Chef Kiss. It's so good. <laughs> it and then that bridge comes in. Da, 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 yeah. Oh Hell my yeah. god. I don't think I've ever really listened to a Danzig album. So when I first put it on, and Twist of Cain was the first song. I, I kind of got butterflies a little bit. I was like, ooh, okay. I'm like, actually really excited about Is this what it feels this. like to have my Danzig cherry yeah, pop? Yeah, <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> I actually, um, me and Jim were in the car the other day, and he put on uh, She Rides. And I was like, is this She Rides? And Jim just looked at me with, like, such pride. He was like, yes. Yes, it is, actually. The and fucking drum intro on that <laughs> it's is so unbeatable. Good. I like the guitar on that. 
Yeah. It's so catchy. The fucking drum and guitar intro to She Rides should play in every room for yes. the rest of time. Oh, yes. I agree. I just, every time I walk in a room, I want that. Every time I see a woman who may riot at some point, I don't care what it is. I don't care if it's a sexual thing. I don't care if she has a motorcycle. I don't care if she's been on a roller coaster. If I see a woman who in any way might ride anything, I want She Rides to play. Yeah. that It's so good. And once again, one thing that we need on a Danzig album mm-hmm. is the Danzig noises. And they're mm-hmm. so consistent through this album. They really are. Every time you're like, huh, he's been saying words for a while. All of a sudden, he hits you with a, whoa, go, and you're just like, oh, here we go again. We're going. <laughs> whoa. It's it's so good. I guess even like you were talking about on Twisted Cane, there's like the build up to the chorus, then there's like just the cool riff going, and he's like, whoa, got up a little yeah. twister. It's so good. He like hits <laughs> that whoa window, and it's like, yes. Which, if you've heard Danzig's voice in the last like 10 years... It's so amazing what he could do then and what he can't do now. He has fried that voice. It is embarrassing. Even when he's holding a mic properly, that ain't it. <laughs> that weird co- the, the, the Elvis covers album he did last year. Oh, God. No, oh, thanks. I don't, I don't know about that, but... Um, yeah, that's... Not of this world. I just said this fucking guitar is all over the place, and I love it. Mm-hmm. For She Rides, like I said, that intro should play in every room mm-hmm. for the rest of time. Anytime anything is being written by anyone... Like, I just, just she rides, she play. <laughs> um, for um, for the next song, all I have is, Oh, my soul! <laughs> because every time he did that in that little riff, that da, 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 I was just like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, I was just ready to fight somebody. <laughs> this album is good if you're in a biker bar and you want to fight. Yes. I've never really been in a biker bar. That's not my scene. I don't fight a lot. But if I'm in a biker bar and this comes in, I'm fighting somebody. <laughs> Um, and Am I Demon, you pointed it out. I love that song. It's such a classic riff. It feels like, it's a riff that's so good that you almost feel like you've heard it somewhere else before. Yeah. Like, even, like, it just feels like that riff has existed since the moment guitar was invented. Mm-hmm. I love that riff so much. If somebody asked me, what does an electric guitar sound like? I think I just play that riff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's so good. That does bring me to a place where I feel like I need to talk about Danzig, though. All right. I don't know. We love a Danzig noise. I don't think anybody here dislikes a Danzig noise. There's nobody who hears a, whoa, and gets upset. What the fuck was he saying on a lot of these songs? Can you guys... Uh, Don't ask me, because I have no idea. Jim, you (laughs) love Am I Demon, right? You know that song well. Yeah. Say the words to the hook. I can't really. The only part I do is like, am I a demon? I need to know. That's but like but the I part know. before that, the pre-chorus, where he's oh, like, I have no idea. am I? Let's mad libs this. What's, what does he say? Oh, shit, if I know. I think he's saying bestial, but I don't know if that's a word. Is this what you were talking about earlier, but you weren't going to get into? No, there's another one. Okay. There's a lot of moments where I'm like, what is he saying? Yeah, because I don't know what he says up to that. I just know he says, am I something... Am I something? Am I just like you? Yeah. That's what you get. And then you know that am I demon. But for a lot of that, it's just like, am I here? Am I here? And it's a different kind of indecipherable from like the Creed voice. Yeah. Because it's like, I love every moment of this, but like, you good? Like, I feel like as much as I'm enjoying this album, like somebody should have checked to see if Danzig was having a stroke. <laughs> I wonder, was he saying, am I biscuits? 
Air so my biscuits. Yeah. <laughs> Air my John Christ. <laughs> Air my Erie Vaughn. <laughs> no, you're Glenn Danzig. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, I don't know. that. I don't, lyrics on this album are not the strong suit. No. I know Twisted Caney's doing some weird biblical shit. Yeah, the lyrics aren't a strong suit, but his delivery of them is great. Yeah, like it's it's all charisma here. He's like, even the weird parts where it sounds like he's having a stroke, I still love me. Yeah, though no, I can't I'm still gonna scream along, yeah. even though I'm just making noises. Yeah, me too. And Mother is maybe the best out of everything we've listened to. Like, there were songs on um, Dark Twisted Fantasy where we were like. Okay, I've heard this enough. Mm-hmm. There were songs on the Fragile, where the single for me was the worst thing. Starfuckers is the worst song ever written. Oh, that was a single. That was a single. Who the fuck okayed that? Uh, but there's a lot of places where the single wasn't the strong suit. How is Mother still so good? That's I don't know. Really I was good. rocking out to that on the way here. I Mother love that is song so still. fucking good. I agree. It's so good that I had to quote it for the intro to this very episode. <laughs> like, it's just, and like, I know it's like a critique of censorship, and it's the one place where the lyrics actually kind of do something interesting. Yeah. Even though it's like, by the time he gets to the hook, it devolves into some weirdo tough guy shit. Yeah. But like, but, on the verses, like, I get where he's coming from. Like, yeah, because he's actually talking about something. Yeah, he's talking about the Tipper Gore shit, the fucking censorship. Shit yeah, going on in the '90s and late '80s. It's really interesting. Like, which I guess for anyone that doesn't know is the reason we have the parental advisory, yeah, uh, emblem thing on every album now. Well, yeah, it's just from albums. that whole thing. And like, it's so weird looking at the people who wrote songs or like spoke out. I guess like, there's all those videos of fucking the twisted sister guy. Yeah, Dee Snider and I think Frank Zappa was there. Frank Zappa was there with his strange mustache. Um... <laughs> Then you had fucking Anthrax wrote the weirdest anti-censorship song ever that samples porn. Oh. Um, there's a lot of that, but I don't think any of those like anti-censorship songs have aged as well as Mother. Yeah, that Because even taking Mother that away, is so good. Mother is just a fucking killer song mm-hmm. with an amazing guitar solo. Mm-hmm. John Christ rips that shit. He does. He kills all the solos on this album. I would say if there's a weak link in this band, it's the bass, but even that, like, it works. Like, yeah. Yeah. This is one of the more solid bands. Like, I don't think there's a thing here where I'm like, it's almost like we've talked about Faith No More in the past as being like one of the more solid bands. Like, every member here is doing something interesting. Or a Mm -hmm. Black Sabbath where every member brought something. Yeah. These guys are in that pantheon to me. I can agree. First four album Danzig lineup, I think, is as solid as a Faith No More or a Black Sabbath. Yeah. I guess on the note of the bass, it's, it's not bad. It just doesn't do anything exceptional but it gets everything it needs to get done like it does that perfectly and when you do hear it it has a great tone yeah and that goes a long way with bass so i mean i i don't know how much of that's rick rubin yeah Yeah. but it's like it gets what it needs to get done done right i mean uh, that's definitely not a complaint as much as it's just like these guys work so well together that I don't really give a fuck that not everybody's standing out all the time. Yeah. Like, it's almost like, like I guess that's the one thing you would say doesn't put them as much in that pantheon. Because, like, when you're listening to a Faith No More song, at any moment you can go, wow, that keyboard and that bass and those drums are doing something interesting. Same mm-hmm. with Sabbath. On a Sabbath, it, any Sabbath song, you're going to be able to point out what, like, Geezer Butler in the middle of the song is doing a solo and it fits. Yeah. Bill Ward is doing some weird fucking jazz drumming, and it fits. 
Tony Iommi is just all over the place, like at the end of War Pigs, where he just goes off rip oh, into yeah. that weird bridge, mm-hmm. and it works. All of that works together in a way where if they weren't going off script and doing some weird shit, it wouldn't. And I guess you could say this band doesn't do that as much because the bass doesn't really stand out. Yeah. Yeah. But it still works so well together. I'm still putting them up there with those guys. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. <clears throat> this is just really solid hard rock. Like, I don't know if there's a hard rock album that's better than this, like more consistent. I don't think so. Not that I can think of. I think of. people would I put forth so. like the Black Album by Metallica. I, there are dips in that album. Yeah. Or this, like. There aren't maybe Angel Dust by Faith No More. Yeah. I guess some early Sabbath, but when it comes to hard rock, there's really not a lot that like tops this. Yeah, and I guess that depends on what you classify the Sabbath as. Yeah, because they kind of fit that hard rock, but they were considered heavy metal at the time. Yeah, because so. like looking back on it, it's like that's not heavy metal, but at the time that was, you know. But when you think about but, hard rock, like not verging into metal, I think you would be – you would be understandable to put Sabbath, ACDC, Metallica, like post four, first four album Metallica. Yeah, you you'd be you'd be, you would be mistaken not to put any of those bands in there, and I don't think any of those bands like taking Sabbath out because they probably have. But I don't think any of those bands other than Sabbath have made an album this solid. Yeah, there's no ACDC album that's as good as this, and there's some riffs here that I thought sounded like ACDC riffs. Except it's less boring. Yeah. <laughs> there's stuff here that I, you know, like, there's, definite, there's definite influences from Sabbath. There's definite, definitely influences from, like, a lot of that era of, like, hard rock and heavy metal. Mm-hmm. But this is just airtight songwriting. Yeah. Like, there's, there's no boring moment. When you get, if you're getting bored of that riff, this bridge is going to bring you right back in. If you're getting bored of this bridge, this solo is going to bring you right back in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's no fucking dips in these songs. Are there any least favorite songs here? No. Maybe Evil Thing. But I wouldn't even say least favorite. I think it fits as the kind of ride out. Yeah. I do like the riff on that song a lot. I Yeah, I do, I do too. I think a lot of people would say the later tracks are the worst songs. But The Hunter has such energy, even yeah. though the lyrics are fucking garbage. I was going to say Possession. I, I love that hook. I couldn't, like... I could listen to it, and I could probably listen to it again. But I don't think it was nearly as good as all the other ones. I can see that. I did think it was real weird. Because, like, there's not a lot of tracks on this that have, like, the strong backing vocals. And then James Hetfield pops out of fucking nowhere. Yeah, because then this one is, like, Danzig stops singing or yelling or whatever you want to call it. And then there was just, like... I guess just James Hetfield. I don't know. It kind of sounded like a gang vocal. It it really did. Yeah, it sounded like James James in the band. Yeah, it sounded like like if James and other people in the studio were just yelling. Mm -hmm. Yeah, which is because like the rest of the album, I can't think of another part that really has that. I think there's there's one other song where that I can think of that had a part, but not as not as prominent. Yeah, there's kind of a gang vocal on the Twist of Cain Bridge. Yeah, which is also Mm -hmm. James Hetfield, right? Is it? I know. I know he's on possession. I did not know he was. I think he's on that too. That's interesting because I didn't pick that out, and usually he's easy to pick out on a track, especially in this era. Because I know he also showed up on a Corrosion album a few years later. He was on um, one with the pig head on it. I don't know. 
He's on that album. <laughs> I don't know why James Hetfield was guesting everywhere. I think a lot of it's uncredited too for label reasons, but yeah. yeah, but but it's it's impossible to mistake that voice on Possession. Like it's clearly the Metallica guy shouting in the background. <laughs> but it works. Like even that should be a cringeworthy moment where you're like, oh, they got the fucking Metallica guy. <laughs> but like it works. Yeah. Like so, the anything on this album that shouldn't work works. Mm-hmm. And it's a testament to just how tight the songwriting is. Mm-hmm. Um, and honestly, like, shit like fucking the solo on End of Time stops the second half of this album f- from feeling like it drops off. Mm-hmm. I don't think, is there a single album that we've covered yet where we said the second half was as good as the first half? Because we, mm-hmm. you guys were really critical of the end of My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. Yeah. yeah. I was really critical of um, the end of The Fragile. In my opinion, all of the fragile was equally That's why as I bad. Said yeah. Because you were critical of all of it. <laughs> I um and also I think we all kind of were pretty fucking bored and or baffled by the end of Godzilla. Yeah. I don't think like I don't think you can be you can not like the songs on the end as much, but I don't think you can be bored by them. Yeah. That's yeah. how I am. Like possession, like I said, like I could listen to it again, but it's not the worst song. And all the other I can't remember the ones off the top of my head that are towards the end of the track. But end of Time, The Hunter, yeah. Evil Thing. Those are the, and, and, well, I guess Possession's kind of towards the end. Yeah, here. I yeah. guess the other good thing about this is, like, I guess there's enough of just the right amount of variety in it, and it's not very long as a whole album. So it's like they kind of get it done and get it done in the right amount of time, and you don't get bored of it by the end. Right. Like, which is, you can get through it, and it's, like, it's not an issue. Which is way different from now. Like, I've been listening to the new Ty Dolla Sign album, which I'm really enjoying. But even though it's under an hour, 25 tracks. Yeah, it, I, it's ridiculous at that point. Even if it's not a long album, if you have that many tracks, it feels like it's really long. Like, you know, there, there's mm-hmm. no way you make it to 25 tracks without having something to cut. Mm-hmm. And this is, I think that's why this album's so strong, is it's so lean. You can't get bored because anywhere there could be fat, it is fucking cut. I don't know how much of that is the band and the songwriting. I don't know how much of that is Rick Rubin. Yeah, I don't know where that point. comes from. Because Rick Rubin sleeping on their couch. Yeah, in the modern day, yeah, he's known for pretty hands-off producing. Mm-hmm. I don't really know how different it was back then. I mean, he made fucking Beastie Boys early albums and shit. He worked on Slayer's best albums. This guy's done work. Like, there's no way that's all an accident. Like, yeah. either either he's a great. He was. He did a lot more hands-on producing at one point, or because I've had a problem with a lot of his mixes in the last few years. Mm-hmm. And they say he's bad about handing stuff off to assistants these days. Mm-hmm. But I don't. Unless he just got by on his ear for music alone, like I'd say he had something to do with how fucking lean these songs are. Yeah, probably. Especially if he's the kind of guy to say, "Hey, I want you fire your band." Yeah. Because this is lean. There's the nothing. Yeah, there. he had to. I'm sure he did a lot more back then at this point. He's probably just coasting and he's older. He's Now he's trying to produce, but he's lost in his beard. Yeah. He can't get out. <laughs> he's trapped in a, a never-ending nightmare of facial hair. That's <laughs> <laughs> all he's got now, isn't it? Doesn't, isn't he, like, balding? Pretty much. Or, like, just have a really he bad still has hairline. Like, yeah, he has, like, really long hair, but a terrible hairline. Yeah. Like yeah. Danzig. Like Danzig. <laughs> Danzig looks better than Rick Rubin. I guess. 
Oh, no. I think the problem is I'm not sure Rick Rubin ever looked great, whereas Danzig had a pretty good physique before, and now For a long time. The, the, we watched a live video of him in, like, 94 playing Mother, because in uh, 94 they re-released it on an EP, mm-hmm. and it became it went, like, the number one and became another hit again. Damn. And, because it wasn't really as big of a hit when the album came out. Oh, they put it out on an EP after, I want to say after How the Gods Kill, and it went crazy. And then they made one more album that was decent, but not as good as the first three. And then the band left, and it was all garbage. But we watched a we watched a clip of them in '94 playing on a talk show, and like he looked great. And you yeah. gotta keep in mind he's got to be pushing forty in '94. The Misfits were a band of the late '70s. He was not a young man in that video. That's a pretty in good any of the point. videos we watched. So like people make fun of how he looks now, but it's like, bro, that man is. He's old. I don't know how old, but he's old. Like, it yeah. got to be like at least mid thirties. What? But when this was done? Yeah, because say if he was born in sixty and ninety four, he'd be thirty four. Yeah, but that day after meeting was really young, or like nineteen with the Misfits, eighteen, nineteen. They were young. I mean, they were just some kids making punk music in New Jersey. So I mean, they were. But either way, he was not young, and he was in great shape. Like, I would have thought he was in, like, his mid-20s or something. All right, so y'all want to take bets on Glenn Danzig's age? I got it here. Current day? Current day. Uh, 64. Rowan? Mm, 67. You're the closest without going over, Jim. He's 65. Wow! He looks incredible for 65, man. Nice. He's just fucking throwing away so his motherfucking bricks. 55? 55. Wow. And the Lodi, New Jersey. Shout out oh. to Creedence Clearwater Revival. Yeah. yeah. Great song. Great song mm-hmm. indeed. Um, man, we're going to get so into some white people shit when we do a Creedence episode. Oh, my God. God yeah. I will be literally the most happiest. Girl. We're going to be flying at helicopters <laughs> to Vietnam. It's going to be crazy. Some folks bone. Can you please do that more often? That's my best John Fogarty. <laughs> I like how all the impressions I try and the one that I get off that actually like is enjoyed by people is one I've never done before. <laughs> Just off the cuff drunkenly that. doing John Fogarty. <laughs> all the other ones annoy me, but that one was he hasn't, that one was good. He hasn't been canceled yet, has he? I don't think so. I hope okay. not. We'll just skip all the credits and go to a solo work so we just listen to Centerfield. <sighs> <laughs> Put me in, coach. Please don't. Let I'm the ready to play. special shine a light on me. Let the midnight special. Okay, I'm done. Um. <laughs> Good, because I can't sing and everyone's yeah, that, going to hate that's that. That's going to destroy my it's voice. so flat. <laughs> Yeah, man. I don't know, man. This album is just incredible. I love it. Anytime you see people joking about Glenn Danzig online, about his Alex Jones body type, about his hairline, about his kitty litter, about his bricks that he's just cleaning up out of his yard. (laughs) Kitty litter? Yeah, there was a picture that went around the internet of him walking out of like a Kmart like 10 years ago Uh with like fucking like two big grocery bags of kitty litter. Uh-huh. <laughs> and he's walking out in like black jeans and boots and a Danzig t-shirt. <laughs> really? <laughs> Can someone find this for Oh, me? I've got to. Because like, on one hand, it's like, Danzig's a cat guy? <laughs> Weird. Next, it's like, and it almost distracts you for long enough that you're not like, 
Wait a minute. Is he wearing his own shirt? Yeah. What are you doing? Yo, I hope somebody had that experience. They're like, yo, that guy's got a Danzig shirt. And they're like, hang on. That guy's got a Danzig I, face. Yeah, I think that's fucking Glenn Danzig. It's the shirt from this album. That's amazing. Oh my god, it's that got is the skull one on it. ugly man. I guess, side story for a moment. I used to go to the gym. And when I went but there... But you are the gym. I am the gym, but I used to go to one. And I, I love wrestling. I don't watch it as much anymore, but I used to love wrestling a lot. And I saw this guy wearing a Hurricane t-shirt, the old, like, Green Lantern-looking wrestler. And Never I was like, yo, who the fuck wears a fucking uh, Hurricane t-shirt in 2019? And I was like, hang on a second. That guy looks a lot like him. So I fucking Googled it and was like, look at him on my phone and look at him. And I was like, that's the fucking hurricane. <laughs> I was what? like, why the fuck is this guy at this gym in gonna, well, I guess not really dox, dox myself because do I, I don't live there anymore. So in fucking Fuquay. Yeah, whoa. North Carolina. Yeah. I was thinking y'all were already moved to Apex. I, now no. I fucking doxed you a little bit. <laughs> you did. But it's fine. <laughs> Apex is a big place. It is. But this um, guy, former WWE wrestler. I think he wrestled in WWE later that year, and he was at a gym. So this is an in older Fuquay. guy. Yeah, so. he was around in like early two thousands. Wow. I remember getting a picture of him. So it was it was you and then someone else. I think some the uh, your friend had sent me a picture. Yeah. Of the hurricane himself. Yeah. And I was like, at this gym. Awesome. Yeah. 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 I talked to him. He was a really cool guy. He he wore his own shirts. All the time. Like, he was wanting to people to know he was the hurricane. Okay, so when you're out shopping for kitty litter, it's a little weird to wear your own shirt out. Yeah. If you're at the gym, I imagine you have a lot of your own merch for free. Yeah. You're not going to an event being yeah. like, look, look, it's my shirt. Like, yeah. me wearing, like, if we printed a bunch of shirts for this podcast, on a, we probably wouldn't sell very many on account of nobody listens to this. <laughs> yeah. But... If I had a bunch and I was just going to the gym, which <laughs> you've seen me, I'm not. <laughs> but my body is like the human form of Glenn Danzig's hair, like a forehead. If it just like morphed into a whole being, like if it continued growing. But like if I did go to a gym and I had a bunch of our podcast shirts, I'd wear them because I'm not fucking dirtying up my good clothes. That's yeah. fair. Now, if I'm going to buy kitty litter, I'm going to put on my fucking new pup shirt. Shout out to pup. The new EP just dropped. Those guys rule. Um, but I yeah, like that shirt. It's a great shirt. It Pop. is a nice shirt. Great EP. Check out their last album. Great band. There, I was so excited to meet that guy, mm. and I just thought it's hilarious that he was wearing his own merchandise there. No Which, question. I mean, I guess I get your point because he probably did get a shit ton of it. Did but it was great. At any point, did you see him interact with Kitty Litter? No. Damn. I was hoping there was like a correlation between wearing your own shirt and buying kitty litter. No, <laughs> but I guess one thing I can say about him is I think he was or is in his 40s, and he also looked really good. He was way more gray than Danzig. Danzig probably dyes his hair, but Whoa. he was way more gray than Danzig, but he was in great shape still. Mother, he's a really nice guy. I worked out next to him on a clip. Tell your lot. children not to dye your hair. <laughs> <laughs> say anything in the Danzig voice and it just becomes more fun. Yeah. It's a lot like uh, the Nate Dog voice. Yeah. Or the cadence, I it guess. It is the rock version of doing a Nate Dog voice. Yeah. Just like the cadence from uh, Regulate. Yeah. The mother 
is the rock regulate when it comes yeah. to just how fun it is to emulate that voice. <laughs> it is. It just is. Can you do it? What, the regulate? Yeah, do it. No, I'm too drunk for that. Okay. I, you can't do smooth. I can do – I'm manic and drunk enough that I can pull off a Danzig or a John Fogarty because they're just like screeching fucking <laughs> terrible people. Like they just sound like they're being stepped on. Like I, if I don't often go to dominatrixes. But if I did, and they were just stepping on men, and I was outside in the waiting room waiting to be stepped on myself, I imagine the sounds in those rooms would sound a lot like Danzig and or John oh Fogarty. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. Guys just in their kids stepped on. Whoa! Whoa! <laughs> Mother! You tell this lady to step on my face. <laughs> <laughs> I could do this all night. And I'm sure he will. I probably will. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's going to be like four in the morning and we get done with this. And I fucking like, like the first thing that anybody gets a text from me when I get back on my phone is just, whoa. And they're like, how do you even spell this? <laughs> I don't know what that meant, but okay. Um, oh, okay. That, that's a, Poe cut this. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> or don't if it's funny. I don't care. I'm drunk. Let's talk about. I don't know. Do you guys any, have anything else to say about Danzig? No, not really. That yeah. album's classic. It's. I'm gonna. I know we do recommends at the end, and usually we we don't recommend anything until we get there. That's a whole part of the show. But I'm gonna say fuck that this time. Uh huh. And I'm gonna say this. We will recommend it again. I guarantee it. Yes. When we get to that segment. But right now, I'm gonna tell you. If you're a fan of hip-hop, if you're a fan of, like, because I know a lot of people who I send this to and that know me that listen to hip-hop, if you are into hip-hop, if you're into country, if you're into electronic music, it's never a bad thing to branch into a new genre. And if you do not like hard rock or heavy metal music, this is a hell of a starting place. Absolutely. If you are not into it, if if you never want to trust me on anything again, listen to the Danzig one. Mm Mm-hmm. And if you don't like it, never listen to a rock album again. Yeah. Yeah, but for real. But trust me, this is not one you want Just to miss. Just try it out. This is, you know, the way, like, certain albums are, like, the pe- like the way if you show somebody good Kid Mad City, like, no, if you're not into hip-hop, this might convert you. Mm-hmm. This is that for rock music. Yeah, and even so, if you're not into rock at all and you never even listen to it on your own, you've probably heard Mother at a bar somewhere. Yeah, somewhere in the Maybe back even of Twist your of Cain. memory. Yeah, but Mother for sure, it's probably Twist of Cain too, honestly. And if you hear those and you're like, oh, I've heard this, I like this fine, by the time you get to fucking She Rides. I know that my stepdad uh, played Mother quite a lot, and that's where I knew it from. That was the only Danzig song that I knew, and then uh, Jim started playing it, and I was just like having PTSD. I was like, oh, God. I didn't have any family or friends that were into Danzig as a kid. I got <clears throat> introduced to him by my dad's friend. I got it into them just by finding the misfits on like file sharing sites myself. I don't think I knew Danzig was the singer of misfits until like six years ago. Yeah, I did it until like two hours ago. I'm weird in OCD, and I, <laughs> when I get into a band, I read everything about yeah. them. So, like, the minute I found them in middle school, and I was like, oh, these misfits guys rule. And then I like traced it to Danzig, like, which I'm going to say this da- misfits, everybody's. If you are. Oh, a person that has any piercings or dyed hair or any kind of like punk aesthetic, you've owned a misfit shirt. 
Probably. And if you like the Misfits, this first Danzig album is better than anything they've ever made. Yeah. And if you haven't owned one, you've been in a Hot Topic and seen it. Yep. Yeah. And we'll get back to that because, look, man, one of us is going to get Paul Walker one day. It's We're the two Sound 2 Vision podcasts. <laughs> we took our namesake. We cursed ourselves like the fucking mummy. There's too many movie references in one. It is. Yeah, really. I don't. I was about to say whoever gets Brendan Fraser, but he's still alive. Fuck. Whoever gets Paul Walker here. Mm-hmm. Brian O'Connor. Both had uh, tragic the rock come in. Oh, The Rock did. That sounded weird. Um, <laughs> but The Rock did show up in Mummy Returns. You're right. God, I can't wait to do the Mummy movies. I love those first two movies. Good Where are we going now. with this? I don't know. What was uh, I'm drunk. <laughs> <laughs> All right, are we going to talk no, about hold a movie? On. We'll, oh. We will get back to Danzig before one of us gets Paul Walker because we'll probably make it at least one more Halloween, which, as we all know now, is Danzigaween. It's going to be a running thing. It's not a catchy name. I tried more. The group chat for a week has just been me sending weird portmanteaus of Danzig and Halloween, <laughs> and none of them working. No. We almost went with How Danzigaween. That doesn't work. Can we do that? Sounds like a. That's my last idea. Sounded like a Spice Girls lyric. (laughs) We don't need how Danzigoween. It's just gonna be Danzigoween. Hold on. Okay. So speaking of Danzig and the weird way that he holds his mic, have you ever noticed how you hold your mic? No. You do this. You start shaking it. it. You're like you're talking, and then you just start shaking it. Actually, I believe I'm holding it upside down and flexing now that you mention it. <laughs> Please don't, don't. They're stop. She rides. You have to join us. They're both doing it. Let the night. Am I loneliness somebody? She. God damn it! Oh Why am I getting a Tom With Jones voice? Dates. I'm getting like a Tom Jones voice at this point. <laughs> She's about to bust into what's new, pussy cat. <laughs> That's Danzig. Fuck it. Let's let's move on, folks. I almost said we watched an album. <laughs> <laughs> Is that how we're starting it? Yes. Yeah. Fuck right. it. No, no, we're not redoing shit. Poe, leave that in. We are doing a. We're doing a movie now. We're gonna do a movie. All right. I know it's rare on this podcast for us to do a movie, but we're gonna do one. <laughs> All right. Sounds good. Remember that episode of um, <laughs> Friday the Thirteenth? Drinking more during this was a bad idea. <laughs> Remember that episode of Friday the 13th episode, movie of Friday the 13th (laughs) installment where Jason takes Manhattan? Well, this week, we're taking a movie. That's our Manhattan. (laughs) But that's not the one we watched. I'm trying to segue, but I'm trying. (laughs) This is the worst segue I've ever heard. Oh, my God. This is terrible. We're taking a movie to hell. The funny thing about this is we have rules about how to do movies. We've talked about this. And when we get into series like this that are like iconic, we always talk about doing them in order, and we skip to the, like the third from last yes. movie, <laughs> we and there's really like did. ten movie series. <laughs> I watched the first Friday the Thirteenth movie literally last weekend. That was the first ever movie I watched. The best part is, since I'm podcast dad, I've already decided that we're doing the rest in order. This is just gonna be a weird outlier for yeah. no reason. <laughs> it's like every time, like. I always end up going into a movie that I don't know, and it's like always, like the fucking Terminator one that we did last week. Yeah, Salvation. Yeah, like I never seen any of those. 
<laughs> At least yeah. for that one, you didn't really need to. Yeah, I, I guess. think this one too. They they break enough Friday rules. Yeah, this follows no rules from any of it. Yeah, there are no rules followed from any of the Fridays. Ice Cube doesn't show up. None of that. Like, it's a whole different thing. By the way, I don't know if we even mentioned what movie it was. It's Jason. I said Jason. We watched Jason Goes to Hell. Yeah. This movie, man. Um, we picked this. Okay, so I got to do some fucking. I got some slanting to do. I'm not uh-huh. gonna lie. We decided on the album first because we love Danzig. We just wanted to talk about our favorite spooky man. We started talking about a movie, and I think Jim decided it by going, "I don't know. Let's do Jason Goes to Hell," <laughs> because we have a certain connection with this movie. Yes. You've never seen it, Rowan. Nope. Me and Jim have watched... This might be our fourth? I can't even... I don't remember. We watched it last Halloween, I think, after she went to bed. Maybe? Really? I think this is our fourth or fifth time watching this. I don't remember. I know we watched it with our friend Asian Josh. Um, yeah. We call him that because he's Asian. And his Chuba's name's Josh. seen it. Um, Chuba's seen it with us. Uh, en- enemy of the show. Um, <laughs> Asian Josh has seen it. Like This is a movie where if you hang out with us long enough... We're going to put on Jason Goes to Hell because it's it is a Friday the 13th movie in that a guy in a hockey mask is in about five minutes of it. Also, do we ever point out we're spoiled? We're going to spoil this movie. It's fine. I mean, um, if you're watching this, you should know. If you're watching this, where the fuck are you watching <laughs> yeah. this from? We don't videotape this. This is not our other podcast. Yeah. I realized what I said so little that you said, if you're watching this, and I was like, yeah, what the fuck is he talking about if you're watching this? <laughs> the webcam. We're talking to the FBI agents watching us. Yeah. Um, so here's the thing. Be- because the whole point of this... I don't even know that I explained the show at the beginning. <laughs> is that we 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 dive in and dissect a movie and an album that are somehow related? It's a little late to be explaining that. Thanks for sticking with us. Maybe start with another episode. <laughs> <laughs> but Jim was like, "Fuck it, let's do Jason Goes to Hell." We'll find a link later. My brain is wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I find weird links already in life where there are none. So here's what I've got. I've got a connection for every song on this album to this movie. Are you ready, Rowan? Because you don't read the group chat. Look. Shut up. (laughs) Song one. (laughs) That's cruel. (laughs) Song one. Twist of Cain. You know who plays Jason in this movie? Jason Derulo. (laughs) Jason Derulo, exactly. (laughs) Who was featured on Twist of Cain by dance. That's why you faintly hear... of Metallica, Jason Derulo. Jason Derulo. (laughs) Jason is played by a man named Kane Hodder, who played him through all the later installments. Twist of Kane, Kane Hodder, Twist of Kane Hodder. <sighs> it's connected. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> not of this world. Jason goes to hell. Hell's pretty not of this world, am I right? Yeah, okay. Track three, She Rides. The first couple <laughs> Jason kills, he kills while she's riding dick. Oh my God. Full on cowgirl in the tent. In the night. Oh, yeah. In the night. Yeah. Yeah, in night, too. <laughs> Shit, I didn't think about that. Yeah. 
My note literally says, couple he kills in the tent Which, are fucking cowgirl, so she rides, get it. <laughs> Which, by the way, is one of my favorite kills. It's so good. Yeah, dude. He uses like a fucking we'll stop We'll get there. Sign. Let, me, okay. let me finish this. It wasn't a stop sign. It was not a stop sign at all. <laughs> I didn't get to finish what I was saying. Soul on fire. Tra- track. I didn't number this. Next track. Soul on fire. That sounds like hell, right? Sure. Okay. Am I demon? I have, um, <laughs> am he? <laughs> am J? Because we see he's a weird tape where monster later in the movie. <laughs> yeah. Am he demon? Yeah. Am he? And I, I think, uh, Craven Honor <laughs> explained that. <laughs> that yeah, he am that, demon. Something to that effect. Yeah. <laughs> Mother, who was the person that Jason watched in part two get well, part one, part two, whatever. The timeline's fucked in these two. Who was the one that led him to kill? His mom. His mother. Also, I think the first kill in this movie, spoilers, is also a mom. Fuck. Not yeah. first, but one of them. I can't oh. remember. But what, man, you think about that mother. But possession. <laughs> How the fuck are we going to tie possession? Oh, wait. This is the movie where Jason possesses everyone. <laughs> He's only in like eight minutes because his weird tapeworm body is in everybody. I didn't think about that. The weird dildo tongue. End of time. This was called Jason Goes to Hell, The Final Friday. It was supposed to be the end of time for this, which kind of isn't because of Jason X and Freddy versus Jason. We'll count it. The Hunter. Okay, I hadn't watched this movie in a while, so my note is, I mean, Jason is a hunter of sorts. (laughs) Of sorts. But no, in this, there's a bounty hunter. Fucking, um... Yeah. Um, Creighton. Creighton D- um, Duke. Creighton Duke. Duke. Creighton yeah. the Hunter. Yeah. We, he just kind of is the, the Spider-Man hat. villain. But, <laughs> but he's, like, got a cowboy hat. Um, and then Evil Thing. I mean... Yeah. Jason. Yeah. He's an evil thing, man. Very evil. So, we did it. Jim, what are you, are you doing? Are <laughs> you going to sleep? No. He's Your pillow stopped supporting back. me, so I just kind of sank back, and I'm laying like this now. Either way. My God, this is a mess. <laughs> the thing is, I think this is going to suck, but every time Press gets way too drunk during an episode, it's everyone's favorite <laughs> for no reason. So let's hope that luck applies to us. Yeah. Those anyway. were good connections. I liked all of those. Yeah, those I good. had to do it just for the theme. I mean, it's a, it's a, you, people wouldn't think we could connect these. We just picked them on the, on, on the, on, just on the fly. Just fuck it. And you just came up with like I came all over the place, baby. Reasons. Yeah, I came so much throughout the entire album. You came. I came. <laughs> Did you come at night? I came at night. Oh God! It's a it's a it's a Dan Ziggleween miracle. It is. Anyway, let's actually talk about the movie. This movie's fucking weird. Oh, so weird. So it opens. We're going to break it down a little. Let's break it down. You guys want to break it down with me? Let's break it down. Break it down. This movie begins with Jason Derulo. Derulo. (laughs) We've done that all fucking night. This movie begins with Jason Voorhees doing what he does best. He's at Camp Crystal Lake. He's going to kill a goddamn camper. Especially if she's somewhat nude or fucking. Yeah. Yeah. So he gets there. He finds his lady in a cab, and the lights ain't working. She goes in. She undresses. She showers. We look at her titties. It's fantastic. She mm-hmm. was hot. She was pretty hot. We had a whole discussion a... about high-waisted underwear. Yeah. yeah. Because only certain people should wear them. I know they're coming back, but I'm going to be honest. 
if you ain't got like like you have to have really like childbearing hips to rock the high waisted shit. And I know people say that that shouldn't work because like the bigger girls shouldn't wear them. It looks so much better, so much better. I agree with that. So much better. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, I know I came a minute ago. Let's not do it again. <laughs> we got to talk about the movie. Yes. Yes, we do. We're breaking it down. Break it down. <laughs> <laughs> so Jason shows up and starts chasing this lady. Because that's what he does. He sees a camper. He looks gnarly in this. He's got like the Bernie Sanders hair in the back everywhere. Trump oh, hair. yeah. It's yeah. so wispy. It's wispy as fuck. Yeah. He's got like a... The mask is like in his face, like it's like merged to him. He looks gnarly. And Kane Hodder, as always, as great as Jason, he always brings the best movements and shit, like the heavy breathing and the. Kane Hodder is great as Jason. I love a little twist of Kane Hodder. Yes. <laughs> Ill. Anyway, um. <laughs> Nasty. <laughs> Jason catches her, but suddenly, after this long chase. With the world's strongest towel. Strongest towel. This t- this woman is an only a towel, and it stays on the whole chase. He gets here. He almost gets her. She runs out of the way, and the goddamn military out of nowhere just un- like they start shooting him, un- just unloading guns. Yeah, into these him. guys start repelling from trees. Like why? They have a full on machine gun. Yeah, multiple. Multiple. And then There's he grenades. Explodes? Yeah, they like nuke him. <laughs> yeah, they launch missiles. Yeah. Like, this is a whole fucking military operation. And you find out that homegirl he was chasing is like an FBI agent. So, like, she probably deserves bad things to happen to her. Like, let's be honest. Mm. If Jason got the FBI, like, who's the bigger problem here? The FBI or Jason? <laughs> yeah. Mm, fuck, fuck law enforcement. <laughs> yeah. Imagine this scene, but it's six nine instead of the lady. <laughs> Our favorite FBI agent six nine running from Jason. What? <laughs> I just want to see six nine get decapitated. <laughs> anyway, um, but either way, they blow him to pieces. He's yeah. dead. What the fuck? His heart's still beating. His heart's still beating, but he's dead. And you're just like, mm, this, this is a Jason movie. Where's yeah. Uh, why? You get two minutes in and he's Mom, dead. I only saw one set of tits and now Jason's dead. <laughs> what do we do for the rest of this movie? There's like an hour and a, there's like an hour and twenty minutes left. <laughs> Mom. Mother. Oh, Mother. Right. <laughs> you I tried. You can't do Danzig and whiny at the same no. time. <laughs> Mother. <laughs> I tried. That was my first dancing impression, <laughs> and I failed. Whoa! <laughs> I'm not doing that. I, I sure as hell am. So they take his his fucking just pff, annihilated corpse to the coroner's office, the the fucking morgue, and they get there. And this is where the movie uh, the credits start. <sighs> <laughs> I don't know why, but the credits go on for like twenty five minutes. Yeah, and it's like it, it's like you always think they're over. Like like the, the the guy walks in and he like he gets checked in because this is Jason's body. You got to be careful. So the soldiers are there. They check down the the, the coroner or whatever, the pathologist, the the morgue man. Yeah, they they check the morgue I man. I don't know what yeah. exactly. He I don't know was. what this is, but they yeah. check him. It's not like they yeah. have, but they, they they pat him down. And in between it, they're just like, 
we got to check you. He's like, oh, I work here. They're like, we got to check you. So they start checking him. And then all of a sudden, the fucking like Harry Manfredini score comes yeah. in. And it's just like cuts the black credits. It's like, what? And it just keeps happening. Yeah. He finally gets in the office. He starts looking at Jason. He says one line. More credits. This happens like eight times. It's... When you think it's done, it's not. Because there'll be one that's a little longer than the rest, so you're like, okay, I guess we're not doing it again. <laughs> like more, like, oh, Kane Hodder playing... J- it's like, oh, how long are we fucking yeah. doing this? And then it takes a turn because the morgue man... That's what we're calling him now. Sure. Morgue man! <laughs> he sees Jason's brain. He's like, yo... That shit looked kind of tasty. I'm so confused by that. Why did he look at it and just think, it's beating? I should just devour this. So you haven't... That's how I feel when I look at a nice ass, if you know what I'm saying. My God. Why is it beating? I was was so confused. I was like, why are you seeing an ass beating? And you're like, let me eat that. (sighs) I've had my share of BDSM shit. I might beat that shit up first. Get like the paddle and the handcuffs, beat that shit up before I dive in there. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Remember that one time we went to that sex shop together? I think I was there. Yeah, oh, he was yeah. there. Chuba was there too. And yeah. at the show, we I remember we were at a sex shop. This is off topic, but I, this is Very. just a story I love. <laughs> we went to a sex shop together, the four of us, and you guys were just laughing at weird porn covers. Mm-hmm. And I remember you walked over and found me, and I was just like at within the BDSM section, <laughs> and I was just like looking at a leather paddle, just like, just like holding it. I remember you walking in and being like, hey man, you good? And I was just like, yeah. <laughs> and that's like my biggest memory from that day is just like me like staring at a paddle fantasizing and you being like, hey man, um, gr- ground control to Major Gus over here. Like who the fuck are you paddling today? <laughs> my oh, favorite man. part about that was finding like the little uh, vibrating egg looking thing. And I was holding on to it in my hand, and I had it on, like, full power or whatever. And I had it in my hand for, like, three minutes, and I put it down, and my hand was fucking shaking. <laughs> my favorite part of that was Jim being so insistent on buying the vibrator. The one that I had in yeah. my hand? He was like, should we buy it? And you were just like, no. And he was like, but should we? And the best thing is, I know you well enough. Just looking in your eyes. It wasn't like a, hey, this is a thing we can do together as a couple. It was definitely a, we can do so much weird shit with this. Yes, like, oh, absolutely. absolutely. Like, it, was a, it was like a Chuba dick in the jar for change yeah. situation. Mm, yes. I was like, this will not be used for physical pleasure. Or it might, but it's also going to end up in someone's drink. <laughs> like... <laughs> It's like you make that a rum. That was expensive. I think it was like that was, seventy dollars. W- that was the moment you guys decided it wasn't worth the joke. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas I was just like, I want this paddle so bad. <laughs> I just want to. I want the handcuffs too. <sighs> anyway, so the movie. Oh yeah. So he eats the guy's brain. Um, which <laughs> the heart. <laughs> it was his heart. <laughs> I thought it was his brain. No, it was his heart. Why would his brain It was so mangled you couldn't tell. His heart was pumping. It was pulsing. That's what we said. Have you ever done a lot of certain substances and your brain feels like it's pulsating? No. Okay, so about the movie. He ate it. It absolutely can happen. And then I've been there. Cowboy Duke. Well, yeah, well the the morgue man (laughs) ate the heart. Here's the answer to your question though. Because you, you asked about, like, why would you be compelled? 
I want to point out, this isn't a thing you can take anything away from the previous movies from. Mm-hmm. These rules come out of nowhere. He, Jason has never been a tapeworm man. He's been a zombie. He's been a kid with a fucked up head. He's been a, a lot of things. <laughs> but this movie is not about a disabled child or a zombie man in a hockey mask. This movie is about a tapeworm that people eat through dubious consent. Yeah. And then Jason is just like in the body. So I guess they're going for like a, once you see it, it compels you. Oh. But that's not from the other movies. No. That's a new, okay. that's a new rule. Okay. I don't know. But possession. This man consumed Jason. And then became Jason. Yeah. And then the basic outline of that is that Jason is some kind of weird eternal being that always has been and always will be. And Am he demon? Am he demon. <laughs> so then it's like Jason has a stepsister or something. That has never been mentioned in the other movies. Yeah, never been mentioned before. And the only way... He can truly be reincarnated as Jason is to insert himself into Ooh. his sister, stepsister. <laughs> See, but th- she, it's okay. She was stuck under a table. Yeah. <laughs> Stepbrother, can you help me pull me out? It's just Jason with his weird step, noises. Step bro. Hey, step Jason, can you step get me Jason. out of here? <laughs> Why are you touching me there, step Jason? <laughs> Which we'll get to later. But <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, yeah, we yeah. will. <laughs> yeah, that we will. So he's trying to find his step. Fuck, no, it's stepmom porn in this. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I well, said. Yeah, no, because I think that. His so stepmom was stuck step- under the coffee table. Yeah, yes. so it's the step sister, and then she has kids, so he's trying to find the kids. One so kid. That- yeah, the one kid, my bad. Little baby. So he's trying to it's get not the, the rapper, kid so baby, he can become Jason again. Yeah. Kane Hodder. Yes, Kane Hodder. Twist of Kane Hodder. So he's trying to go find them and use them to become him again, which also has no basis in this franchise. <laughs> yeah. But then everybody's trying to stop him, and then there's not Harold Ramey. And Ram- Ramus? Same thing. And Harold Ramey, director of <laughs> the off-brand Spider-Man. <laughs> and he's the boyfriend of Jason's niece. And they kind of play him like he's like a cool boyfriend, but he looks like logic. Yeah. Like, I, I was so waiting yeah. for him to just tell us about how biracial he is. <laughs> it's like, like I got to go save my, my girlfriend from Jason. And also, did you know that, like, I'm half black and half white? <laughs> So it's make him a bunch of bad albums. And Creighton Duke. Creighton the Hunter? Yeah, Creighton the Hunter. Just out there looking for Spider-Man. Creighton the Hunter is what Harold Ramey directed. <laughs> <laughs> they never got Doc Ock. They got Creighton the Hunter. Yeah. And they were trying to stop It's not Spider-Man, Jason. it's Man-Spider. Yeah. <laughs> and the... Stepsister works at a, a diner, diner that has guns. That has so many guns. Lots of guns. A lot of America, guns. America, baby. a horrible boss. That's I don't know. I found her endearing. the chef. I found her endearing. She was yelling at the baby. Have you, have you ever been in a room with a baby? Oh, well, yeah. You, yeah. 
There's a reason I don't go near children. We know. And it's there's no laws. I haven't broken any rules or anything. He's allowed within the confines of a playground. I just don't want to be there because I fucking hate kids. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't want to. I don't like them. I love them. But it's the whole movie's basically a lot of people running away from Jason. Who's not Jason. He's, yeah, who's not he's Jason. He's in like five different, different bodies people. throughout the movie. Because, mm-hmm. okay, how many bodies is he in? Uh, What's his body count? Duke? So, the, the one... He's not in Duke. Yeah. So uh, it goes from Jason to Morgman. The Morgman. You yes. just confuse them because you're racist. Yeah. No, black Lives no. Matter, Ron. <laughs> from Morgman... Don't start that. You've already accused a black officer. man of not existing, so... Shout out to Poe, our producer. Poe, I believe you now. Black Lives Matter. Um, so <laughs> Morgman to the police well, guy, right? <laughs> She's arguing that black lives I'm don't gonna, matter right now. They do. So yes. I think it's then the policeman <laughs> Fuck you. into the <laughs> You're trying so agent? hard to do this. He, okay, but he's, no, he starts in... No, no. No, 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 no. It's Morgman to... Doesn't he infect one of the campers? No. No. So it's Morgman... He just kills him? Yeah. The guy that he That's straps down... That's a great down. kill, though. It is. Where he, like, stabs through her fucking stomach and, like, slices her into pieces. Oh, and their titties are just falling off. Oh, yeah. so good. And then... Another kill we overlooked, when Morgman kills his assistant, and he puts him through that grate, and you see his face just smash into the Oh, grate. yeah. It's like a cheese grater on a face. It's amazing. But I think he goes from the policeman to the real estate agent, right? No, he goes to the cop first. Yes. Because then the cop gets thrown out the window by logic. And a then... cop is a policeman. Huh? I said <laughs> it goes from the Morgman to the policeman to the real estate agent. No, you just said they're the real estate agent. I don't think I did. I'm pretty sure he didn't well, say I've the cop. I've said policeman like five times already. We call them pigs here. Black Lives Matter. So he goes from the morgue man <laughs> to the pig. <laughs> yeah, you do. And then I think from Who, the and, well, No, he shaves his pig. mustache. Yeah, because yes. he does. There's the weird shave. Because for some reason, Jason was like, I'm going to beat you. But I'm not going to have that fucking mustache. Yeah, fuck that mustache. Because, like, okay, to transfer... He straps his... him to a weird BDSM table. Yeah, and to, but to transfer... We find out in that scene that to transfer... Eating the brain only works once there's no body, I guess. To transfer from person to person... Yeah. He has to take a shit from his mouth into their <laughs> mouth. And his tape... It looks like he's taking a shit. I thought it was, like, a weird dildo tongue. But, like, yeah, yeah. He, he pulls it the tapeworm... It looks like the thing from Alien. He pulls the tapeworm out of his mind... Drops it in their mouth. Yeah. Shout out to Serge Tonkian. Um, <laughs> Did you say Sturge? I said Serge. <laughs> My favorite Armenian bluegrass player, <laughs> Sturgill Tonkian. We are never getting. We're never getting. This movie this. doesn't make fucking sense anyway. Yeah, like that's just it. Here's the thing. I know we always have trouble <laughs> recapping movies. This one's. It's a fever dream. Why are they suddenly in a diner? Wait. Why did that guy get there? Why? Are, where did these guns come from? Like. Okay. I don't remember Rowan. any of it. Question. What? You were the sober one. You watched this movie. Yeah. How did how did the real estate agent come into the story? I just told you. I don't remember anything. That guy's that guy was there for no reason. He just walks into the house. Yeah. He just walks in. He's like, uh, yeah, I think we can get a good deal for this place. It's classic, and, uh, and there's a lot of antiques Logic in here. Logic was in the closet. Who? Logic. Yes. The biracial guy. Yeah, I thought she said Roderick. <laughs> Roderick? Yeah. It's like, who the fuck's Roderick? <laughs> Roderick Davis. He's the name. Gucci, Gucci the name. Mane's just hiding there, like, <laughs> ready to take Jason. 
That's the real estate agent. He's Gucci Mane now? You're In your mind, you're recasting him as Gucci? Yeah, I'm cool with it. <laughs> so how about this? I had my girlfriend over for the first time, and she was looking at the books on my shelf, and her mom's like an English teacher. Uh-huh. And she's like really into literature. And I have like a lot of books on there. So she's like, yeah, he's got like, like, like fucking Sylvia Platt and Poe and, and like a bunch of Dylan interviews and all. There's like Terry Pratchett and like all these classic authors. Mm-hmm. And then like she's listing all the books that she sees on my shelf. Like she told me this later. Um, but she was telling her all the books I had on my shelf. And she got to the autobiography of Gucci Mane and just had to be like, Let's not tell her this one. <laughs> Let's just skip this and one. And Davis? Yeah. Because <laughs> it's literally like like Terry Pratchett, Neil Gaiman, fucking Sylvia Platt, Shakespeare. I've got like four Shakespeare plays. Uh-huh. And then you just get right to the center. It's just the autobiography of Gucci Mane. Just a, <laughs> just, just a hand with a watch on it. Like <laughs> I contain multitudes. That's yeah. what I'm trying to say here. But either way. Um... <sighs> and then Creighton, Duke. Is at the house that they're all at. No, he's at the jail, right? Well, yeah, he's at the jail because he's the one. He breaks. He, he breaks Logic's uh, finger so that he can steal the the keys from the cop. Yeah. And then we were cheering. Well, I was cheering, trying to get him to shoot the cop, but he didn't listen to me. Yeah. <laughs> he also, later knocked that guy out again, though. There is a scene we need to talk about early on where. One of the two black people in this movie has like three cops come in and be like, "We don't like your kind around yeah. here." And oh, we're just like, yeah. and we were all so uncomfortable. Like, this is the '90s. Yeah, these cops are coming up to a black man and being like, "We don't like you talking to this this woman here." And we were so ready for them to be like, "We don't like your kind around yeah. here. You're black." And it, and then he's just like, "We don't like your kind, you bounty hunters." <laughs> and I'm just like, "Oh, yeah, okay. You're still yeah. pro- this is still probably coded. You're still definitely racist. Yeah. You're." A, cop in the 90s in, in a diner. Yeah. But like, I didn't think it was going to be that subtle. It made me uncomfortable. I thought they were going to be a little more overt yeah. about why they didn't want his kind there. Yeah. Like, I thought, I didn't think they were going to go, you know, all you bounty hunters, you know, <laughs> coming into town. I didn't think it was going to go that way. <laughs> so, I don't know if I'm, but now it's like they're hiding their racism, because you know they're racist. That guy had a racist hairline. Anyway, um, <laughs> oh, you were recapping. I'm waiting on you now. <laughs> You took my job over. I know I'm in timeout. I know. So, I know. I know. That happened, and then there's just a lot of running around, and a, not really a lot happening. And then they go. Jason is the real estate the agent, and they go. <laughs> they go to the back to the diner where they're armed to the teeth for no real reason, and the lady that owns the diner won't give the woman back her child. For reasons I don't understand. To be fair. This diner <laughs> is near Camp Crystal Lake. That's true. Would you not be... I gotta piss. Would you not be armed to the fucking teeth if every year when they need to make a little money, a fucking hockey boy comes out and fucking... Y'all doing sign language? Whatever. Uh, a fucking... <laughs> A fucking hockey boy comes out of the goddamn uh, water and starts fucking murdering people. I'd be armed to the teeth, too. That's true. I'd have a shotgun in my diner. No cops allowed, though. Yeah. But anyway, they're all in there. Black Lives Matter. And then they all get they do. murdered in I'm not the one arguing weird, that. brutal ways. I'm, I'm and then they get in a shootout with the real estate Jason. And real estate Jason! <laughs> And then, like, of course he doesn't die, but they take the kid and then, like, run to, like, the Voorhees ancestral home or something. 
Did you say Voorhees incest? Ancestral. Okay, I heard ancestral. No, and but I was like that. It's kind of. I don't enunciate properly. There is but they go to this home, and then they. Uh, they're there, and, and, and no, that and waitress then, suddenly becomes a fucking badass. Because yeah. one of the waitresses, oh, yeah, I forgot about because the, the mom was a waitress and her daughter's a waitress. I guess, I guess it's a waitress family. Yeah, and they all work at the same restaurant with the fucking weird like gun boss and her tiny pen and teller lover. Yeah, um, that sentence made no sense to anybody <laughs> that hasn't seen this movie. Um, that sentence doesn't make any sense to people who have seen this movie. Um, that sentence doesn't make sense to me. Okay, but, okay, um, we get it. <laughs> No, the waitress like suddenly becomes a badass and like yeah, stabs Jason. She's just like a non-character. Like, yeah, she barely has speaking lines, and all of a sudden she's. I don't like, even think they ever say her name. She like grabs a bar and sticks it through real estate, Jason. Yeah, or? she starts. She just whips out a double barrel shotgun and starts yeah. blasting him. Blasting makes her feel good. It does, and then like it gets up close and personal, hand to hand combat, and she. They, for some reason, have a piece of rebar in the middle of this <laughs> restaurant, and she just takes it and runs him through with it. And then, like, he pushes it into her and, like, yeah, stabs and then, her, and she's just like, go to hell. Like, she gets the badass action yeah. one Yeah, liner. and like, then he, like, crushes her skull and she dies. But that woman's a fucking hero. Yeah. yeah shout she's out the real badass. Well, really, in the times of COVID, aren't all essential workers heroes? God damn it. Oh my God, Shouldn't we be celebrating again. our heroes on the front lines? Yeah, all celebrate them by giving them health care. Yeah, for real. <laughs> this is an aside, but stop all that bullshit. They're not heroes. They're people you're holding hostage because you want to go out to eat. Yeah, fucking they're only working because they have to. Overthrow the government. Capitalism <laughs> sucks. But anyway, so that happens. Badass waitress dies, unfortunately. Uh, Overthrow the government, eat pussy. It's a good sentiment. Yeah. So then they all run away. To the Voorhees ancestral home. <laughs> Slayton. What is it? Slayton? Who the fuck is his name? Isn't that that fake meat? What? I don't. What is that? No, that's Satan. It's like a. It's like tofu. That's the devil. <laughs> Bro, I ain't vegan. I didn't name it. it what is anyway, I they're all meat. at this house. Shout Mr. Rasputin. Whatever the fuck that guy's name is. We're never getting through this. <laughs> Creighton the Hunter. Yeah, Creighton the Hunter is there. And he's like, the only way to kill Jason and to stop him from reincarnating, reincarnating himself in your child is his to exact, stab him with this knife. His exact words is, only a Voorhees can kill a Voorhees with this knife. Yeah, and then he just, like, hands her what looks like a handle and she grabs it in this blade, like, magically comes out of it for some reason. Oh, it turns orange. Yeah. yeah. Like a and fucking then Dragon like, Ball move. And then these two policemen come in, and there's like the um, police excuse chief. Me, these two what? Pigs Thanks. come in, and the police, <laughs> the pig chief is like, give me that knife. And she's like, no, I can't. And then he's like, no, you have to. And then she fucking runs him through with it. She's like, but I need it to slice this ham. <laughs> so. Then he Wait, honey baked. <laughs> to to add on to that, she dropped it. And well, it went... yeah, I was getting to that. Yeah. Okay. Did you notice that there was no hole? Was in there the not? Floor? There was no hole. Okay, in we'll the get floor. to that. Okay. So she runs this pig through. He <laughs> dies. Turns out he's not Jason. 
Nope. It's the other guy. So I guess that is four guys because he then becomes the other police, the other pig. And <laughs> the so other then, police. So she kills the police chief, the pig chief, and <laughs> That sounds like something from a fairy tale. It does. And then he just dies for no reason. Holy shit, my it was pants cold just blooded down. murder. My but whole it's ass fine. is out right now. And then the other guy's like, You thought, bitch, I'm Jason. And then he grabs her baby and tries to make out with it, but they wrestle him away. Yeah, that was uncomfortable. Very uncomfortable. uh, Whenever the police chief falls, and she falls for some reason, the knife goes flying under this table, where there's no hole under the table. But the knife goes flying under there. And then she's like, oh shit, I gotta stab him before he makes out with my child. Which also, she was making it super super complicated because here she is holding the baby and she's trying to reach for the child i tried to sit up (laughs) it really was (laughs) anyway so i if i was in her situation i would put the baby down on the floor for two point seconds grab the knife i I would put the baby down (laughs) (laughs) if we put the baby down he can't reincarnate well that's not true but we'll get to that in a moment But I also so then she goes to reach for the knife and punches it for some reason and it falls into this hole into the basement where uh (laughs) Craven Craven Duke Creighton Creighton Duke Creighton Duke the Hunter Creighton Duke the Hunter I like that you're not calling him by his proper title the Hunter he falls into the basement and gets stabbed with more rebar because they probably got it for a wholesale price for cheap (laughs) (laughs) so. One thing I learned about He's myself. Down there for hold on, some pause. Reason. One thing I learned about myself. Whenever I watch movies like this, I always cheer whenever there's nudity or gratuitous violence. Like when that man got his face cheese grated, I was like, "Fuck yeah!" That, that was, was the first good. cheer of the movie. When that lady got fucking split in two with a fucking knife that definitely wasn't a stop sign, I was like, "Fuck yeah!" <laughs> definitely was not a stop sign. But <laughs> I learned my line. I'm okay with gratuitous violence. I'm okay with gratuitous nudity. In fact, I endorse it. But when the dude started trying to make out with the baby, there was like a constant chant from my side of the room of just, don't kiss the baby. Don't kiss the baby. That was my mantra for a little uh-huh. while. So I've learned my line in horror movies. I'm good with death, child death even. Yeah. I love Halloween 3. <laughs> Hold your mic. But my, <laughs> my line is kissing a baby. Don't do it. Under Wait. Any, don't do it. Okay. Rowan, don't kiss the baby. I thought you told me to kiss the baby. I'm not. Rowan, Black Lives Matter. Oh, my God. All right. Not, uh, so <laughs> the knife is in the basement. Creighton Duke the Hunter is in the basement. Is that show going to get me canceled? I hope you the, guys know I actually do support Black Lives I Matter. I do, too. Is, You're going to get me canceled. Well, it's about time. They uh, managed to. De- oh my Harold Ramey, director of Creighton the Hunter, manages to chop the pig's head off that's trying to make out with the baby. Then, all of a sudden, this weird noodle turd lizard crawls out of all the ramen noodles in the middle of his neck and then flops into the basement. And then, so down in the basement, for some reason, (laughs) is Jason's stepsister. Stepsister. And I think Creighton... Duke the hunter was down there, but then the weird, <laughs> the weird turd lizard slithers into the dead stepsister's I call it, vagina. I wouldn't call it slithering as much as he like 
it got positioned and shot. Yeah, yeah it, really it really did. did. Like, I'm surprised there it wasn't like, a rocket <laughs> propelled itself. Yeah, it, like, she was dead on the ground and her legs were spread, like, spread eagle. And she, that thing fucking Across the block, spread there. eagle across the block. And then <laughs> it just rocketed up her skirt inside of her. It and then it cuts back up to the floor. Up top. I think in my head, there was a <laughs> noise when it went in. I'm sure there was. Yeah. <laughs> but then... Please stop. The step... Sneaks. That's if you slow it down. Gets the knife, and all of a sudden, Jason... Full-on Jason pot. looks That's exactly like he did at the beginning, and this movie shows up. Fucked up yeah, why hair, he looks... weird mask, oh, everything looks everything exactly as fucked the up. same. As fucked up as he did at the intro, like reincarnating did him no favors. Yeah, he looks no different than the beginning of the movie. So then, uh, they like start fighting, and then Harold Ramey and uh, Jason go flying out of the window into Ooh. the backyard, and they fight for a minute, and then like for some reason Harold Ramey cr- climbs into a. I can't like tell a child's play thing. At this point. I don't know. And All Jason I know is just she's... flips it, and it's great because that's exactly what Jason would yeah, do. Like there was a moment where like he flips the weird jungle gym. I just go, that's what Jason would yeah, do. Yeah, he would be like, I'm not <laughs> climbing this shit. That. I'm just gonna fucking throw yeah. it. But you think I'm gonna climb after you? No, Jason would tip it over. But then like the 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 stepsister daughter Whatever. runs up with this big ass knife and like yeah. jumps and flies. Into him and like stabs him with this big ass knife. From now on, all nieces should be called stepsister's daughter. Because <laughs> that's, that's what you were trying to say was his niece. Yes. Because it's his sister's daughter. Don't Step-sister. judge him. He's the one that's holding this. So then all these weird up. orange orbs come flying out of him. He, you're not talking. And then I'm talking so much. You're trying to the argue orbs, with me. The orbs come flying out of him. But he's not dying, and he's still like, oh, uh, uh, and then. <laughs> Why did you become Orson Welles from that wine commercial? <laughs> <laughs> oh, the French oh, champagne. The French champagne. <laughs> <laughs> what are you So then the girl about? has to fly up and ninja kick the knife all the way through his chest. And then, like, this giant blue orb shoots out of him, and it looks like. The ball Vegeta shoots into the sky <laughs> so he can turn into the giant mo- monkey ape thing in the Saiyan saga. It's called the Ozaru. Whatever he just said. <laughs> it looks like that. But then it like shoots this light beam of light at Jason. And then like these giant horrible looking hands come out of the ground. They were some grabbing at everybody. Hands. They were not of this world. They were not of this world. They were very cussed. And they demon. And yes. they <laughs> And they start dragging them down into the dirt. And then, like, they start grabbing on their uh, logic. <laughs> also known as Harold Ramey. And they start dragging him under, but he gets away and he's fine. And then Jason gets dragged into hell. You went to hell. <laughs> he am demon. He am demon now. And then... Can I stop you for a second? Sure. I I was the one that made the reference to drunk ass Orson Welles in that commercial, but I'm the Orson Welles of this episode. You have nothing to say about that, Chief. 
I'm going to read. It looks wild. <laughs> it does. I was just seeing like Elvis Kinder for a moment. I'm going to remix WAP and call it FAC for French ass champagne. <laughs> oh my. Wow, the French, French champagne. Macaroni in the pot. That's some French ass champagne. <laughs> Jesus Christ. John Christ. <laughs> so. Jason is in hell. This weird blue orb disappears. They're all there and it's fine. Logic, aka Harold Ramey, uh, <laughs> and the niece, the stepsister's daughter niece, like walk away into the sunset. And then, and then oh, you see Bye. this dog. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't talking to you, Austin. <laughs> You see this dog, like, from a top-down angle. You just see this dog, like, walk up and, like, oh, you know, are those eyes in the ground? Are those several holes to breathe from? And there's (laughs) the metal, for some reason, metal mask. And the dog comes up and just kind of, like, paws at it for a second and reveals it from the sand. And it's Jason's mask. And then the dog's like, I can't fucking eat that. And it walks away. That's that's some cag. Curious-ass dog. (laughs) Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I'm done with said you. Cag, like with a G. It's some curious ass George. <laughs> I said cat. Curious George. <laughs> curious <laughs> ass George. George. I wish we did episode titles that weren't just the movie and album, because that's it. <laughs> that's it. I want to make my other podcast that episode title next week just for no reason. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> curious George. So then there's this mask in the dirt, and you're like, I'm oh, so sweaty. Right is it going to return? Is this not? Jason goes to hell the final Friday, and then all of a sudden, out of the dirt comes a green and red sweatered hand with knives coming out of it, and Whoa. it's Freddy, and he grabs the mask and, and drags it to wherever the so fuck he drags it. this was the, the faff, the final ass Friday. <laughs> oh my god. Can we stop? Can this be it? I'm tired of Austin. But then that's the end of the movie. The end. And it's supposed to set up... Freddy versus Jason. I almost said Freddy goes to hell. Freddy goes to hell. First Jason got there. Now Freddy yeah. has to go. They're gonna so fight. it's supposed to set up Freddy versus Jason, which didn't come out for another decade. Also, I like how you see the claws, but that was not fucking Robert England's laugh. It was not. Ah, but like Your hair. There's, there's this movie, and then it was supposed to be Freddy versus Jason, but I guess they couldn't do that for whatever reason for a while. So then we got, then we got Jason X, which is... We'll get there. Chef's kiss. In a long time, because for some reason we've decided to do the rest in order. <laughs> but we'll get there. It's going to be forever. Eh? But then after that was Freddy versus Jason. Okay, we don't have to recap the next movie. Shut the fuck up. Well, Why I was are you just so trying aggressive? to explain some of, of the lore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that one wasn't me this time. I wonder what Poe thinks every time he's got to edit. You you guys want to take bets on how far into this episode Poe gets before he just deletes (laughs) it on accident? On accident. Accident. (laughs) So I'm going to say I'm sure all of my recap of that was incomprehensible. That's no different than the movie. Yeah, it suits the movie fine. Thank you for stepping up, though. I tried. I think I got more in detail than Gus ever does. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But. Probably. I tried. See, he messed up there because. Well, I got the joke. Gus is a... What? <laughs> it's a fan. A fake-ass name. <laughs> God damn it. I swear to God. I didn't think I was going to get that one out. 
You didn't look like that. That took a lot of energy to say. Yeah. I had to do the spirit bomb shit where everybody wins me their strength. (laughs) Summon all the power from every blade of grass on this planet. (laughs) It's a sab, a spirit ass bomb. Stop. (laughs) I'm going to unplug your mic. Okay, so I think that's the end of the recap of the movie. Yes. <laughs> I gotta go to bed. <laughs> this isn't healthy. <laughs> so anyway, that's that's the whole movie. So fellas, I'm hosting again. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's been a fun Danza Gawain. Um Do you guys recommend this album? Fuck yeah. yes. This album is classic. <laughs> like I said, it's a it's a go up, a good ass album. Um <sighs> Listen to it. I, I give this care. album five woes out of five. I give this shit 25 woes out of eight. Damn. 25 out of eight. That's a good uh, That's a good ratio. It's a gas. A good-ass score. God damn it. <laughs> so After this, I will no longer be on the podcast. <laughs> it doesn't work. You know how many fucking times I've said that on Prez's show? <laughs> I'm still cursed to be there forever. <laughs> so, okay, would you recommend this movie? Yes. Uh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, sure. I don't care if you've never seen a Friday movie. I it doesn't care. matter. I don't care if you don't know who Ice Cube is. <laughs> God damn it. I'm confused. What was that? Friday. The movie oh. Friday. <laughs> <laughs> Starring. Stop. IAC, Ice Ass Cube. Stop. <laughs> damn it. <laughs> Cardi B has ruined my life. I can't stop doing this. It anyway. was funny at first, now I'm just like, I swear to God. That's why it's funny now, is because you're so done with it. Because <laughs> I keep getting you every time. <laughs> I got you before the show started with um, Deep Ass Bussy. <laughs> and you laughed for like 25 minutes. And I, was I, like, I really did. I was like, okay, this is the joke of the episode. I'm just going to abbreviate everything <laughs> Cardi B style. This is it. <laughs> anyway, would you, uh, yeah, even if you haven't seen a single Friday the 13th, check this out. Because it really doesn't matter. It's just a fucking fever dream. Like you'll watch this and be like, okay, there's gore, there's titties, there's possession. Start featuring a James. Bit everything. Hepton. It's there's something for the whole family. Uh, <laughs> I don't know about that. I don't, think so. don't watch this with your family. Watch this with unless the whole you're all full grown adults. Oh no! You're never too young for this movie. Uh, no. Anyway. Would you guys recommend this movie and album together? Yes. Yes. It's a fun time. I think it'll take you back in time to a certain... (laughs) What the fuck is my hair doing? It's all over the place. It'll take you back... I feel like I look like Robert Smith, but I know it's not that good. Um, It'll take you back to a certain time in the late 80s and early 90s where slasher movies and weird-ass fucking Danzig-ass fucking music was a thing. It's This episode is a time capsule. Yeah, it really is. Like mm-hmm. this, this captures a certain time. It's a, it's a TAC, a time ass capsule. Oh, I swear to God, <laughs> God damn it! So now yeah, he's starting to hate it. I recommend both of these. Um, Why is he looking at you like that? Because <laughs> he wants to fight me. This ends with just us, like at the end of Clerks, where they fight in the store. <laughs> My bookshelf's on the ground. There's rum everywhere. Yeah, man, watch watch this movie. It's a mess, but you'll love it. It's a fever dream. Listen to this album because it's honestly just like, this isn't ironic like most things are here. It's an unironically great album. Have you called this movie a fad? A fever-ass dream? (laughs) Don't you start. (laughs) I go home with you. You won't wake up. Annunciation is important on that one. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, really. You don't want to. You don't want to. You don't want to let that slip. Oh my god, I'm so glad nothing got abbreviated to any kind of slur here. Because <laughs> <laughs> F A G. I won't say the word, but that isn't. That could be an abbreviation that has ass in the middle. It was possible, and I avoided it. Yeah. Ooh, rum. Jesus. All right. Yeah, that's it, man. You guys got anything to say for yourselves? Okay, well, no. I mentioned it earlier, but um, since Poe, I know you're listening to this. I know you're real now. <laughs> it's good to hear from you. Um, I appreciate your business. Did you know he raps? Does He's a he? real ass Poe. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. God damn it. <laughs> um, he also has a project and he actually does rap. Check it out. He's great. Would you like to take a moment to say that Black Lives Matter, Rowan? Yes, <laughs> Black lives do matter, and now he's choking. <laughs> oh, God, I killed a man. Poe, edit the part out where I murdered Gus. Um, or don't. Yeah, black lives do matter. Um, Trying to get me canceled. Fuck you. Support your local DSA. Um, you know, any, 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 any bail fund is really great to support right now. There's a lot going on. Um, being serious for a second, because that... I don't want to make a bunch of jokes concerning Black Lives Matter without actually saying there's important stuff going yeah. on. Yeah. Yeah. So vote. That's really important right now. Vote for sure. I know fucking Joe Biden don't change much, especially now that we've lost the biggest battle. Well, we're about to lose the biggest battle with the Supreme Court. I know it's easy to be really disenfranchised if you're not some if you're someone that they've been targeting your voting rights already. Knowing that like Joe Biden and Donald Trump are your options and the Supreme Court's already gonna get confirmed. I know it's easy to feel powerless but while you may not be able to fix things for this generation if you vote the right people in now you can so fuck president vote local man yeah yeah locals really it really it really matters because the people that are you know the da's and shit it matters who you're voting for there so get out and vote support any and all bail funds um support any and all uh local DSA chapters near you. It's really important to keep fighting right now, even though Mm -hmm. it all seems lost. Mm -hmm. Um, Outside of that, man, we got an Instagram. We do. At Two Sound Two Vision. We've got an email, Two Sound Two Vision at gmail.com. We've got a producer. That's Mm -hmm. at Poe underscore Vision ENT. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, he's fantastic. Um, check out his page. He's got a lot of, he, you know, he, d- he does label shit. He's got a studio. Check him out. World's busiest man. Yeah, he shoots videos, but he's, he's, he's charging right now. You better be ready because he's busy. He's good. <laughs> so he's, he's worth it, too. So Shout out, Poe. Yeah, shout out, Poe. He tolerates this for some reason. <laughs> he I'm, tolerates my buffoonery. I'm very thankful for him. Yeah. Um, shout out uh, at the Quail Call for our music. I don't think I shouted him out last week, so... Yeah, he's great. Um, uh, shout out my, uh, the homie uh, INE Joe. He's got a new album out called The Book of Solomon 2. It's, uh, there's one, uh, the joint on there, I believe it's called Black Power, featuring DJ the Architect, a good friend of mine. It's okay. really fucking powerful shit. A lot, of, a lot of nice little club joints on there, too, so it's not all heavy. Check that out. Um, there's a lot of plug to plug this week. You can always find my updates. Um, I do have music coming soon. I got a five-song EP coming out soon. I don't think I've told you guys that yet. No, but, uh, see, this right. is news to me. I, I said it on the other show, so just follow me at Young Judge Wig, uh, all the and other show. Um, on that bullshit, we 
live stream every Thursday. Check it out. Yeah, that's everything. All right. All right. Love well. you guys. Ah, salute me, familia. Salute, salute me. Black familia. lives matter. <laughs>